Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning, good grief. It's a beautiful day right here in St. Louis. Saturday morning home improvement. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby at your service. We have a one-hour show. And folks, it is Cardinal Spring Training. Yeehaw! We've got the Reds, indeed the, the Red Cardinals, not here on the tree branch anymore, but yet down in Jupiter, Florida. Scott Mosby here up until about 11.50 when we go to the Cardinals game. Cards versus the Washington Nationals right here on KMOX. Stay tuned. Uh, game time just before noon today on KMOX. Uh, phone lines here. Bring on your questions. We've got one hour, a little bit of a sprint. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Bring it on. Bring it in. Bring it early. And we're going to talk about everything important to you. With the weather around here, it's been just a little bit nicer than normal. And I must say, uh, with Cardinal Spring Training Baseball on KMOX, it's time to think about, you know, the patio, the deck, the outdoor living. You know, maybe the grill has gotten a little more work than you might have thought. How we keep that going. Maybe some of the uh, spatters from the grill down on your wood deck. Maybe cleaning a uh, little pre-cleaning. We're not finished yet. We've got some serious uh, winter that can come in March and, seriously, uh, you know, possibility of uh, rainfall. March is the heaviest snow month statistically in this part of the country. I, I promise I, I'll take it back if you want. I'll take it back. I, I promise not to talk about snow melt. We're a little bit further down the line than that. So it's time to start, you know, thinking about Mike Miller and the KMOX Garden Hotline, a little pre-emergent on the lawn out there, getting ready for all the stuff to make our lawns green and trees happy once again. Phone lines, please bring it on. Let's get going. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Don't overlook your air conditioner. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know. I saw your head snap. I, I get it. But indeed, um, all that stuff needs to be run. It has to be a warm day. So uh, you can't really have this air conditioner serviced when it's 30 degrees, 40 degrees, even 50 degrees, typically around 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And we've had a few of those. Uh, good old St. Louis, you know, rain tomorrow, some storms, and then Monday yet again. Well, anyway, the golf clubs are not getting dusty this season. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Some of the economic news around our country and my industry and therefore your world as homeowners and people that uh, take care of your homes in some fashion. The Federal Reserve, uh, Scott Bullard, one of our uh, one of my favorite people to watch from our Federal Reserve Bank right here in St. Louis. Uh, golly, we wound up with um, prices staying pretty strong and the Fed is going to probably uh, keep their tightening, uh, which means um, – you know, slowing down the economy, slowing down employment. Employment numbers came in pretty good. All, all those things are, are facing, you know, uh, the economy keeps trucking even though the Federal Reserve keeps backing off the accelerator. Well, what that means, I've watched the uh, lumber futures. Lumber futures are still, eh, you know, kind of where they are. Um, you know, and I don't know what that means because the new normal is still $100 higher than, you know, per thousand board feet or a dollar board foot to you and me. So instead of buying a one by 12, one inch thick, you know, for uh, maybe 
35 cents, we're paying 45 cents. Uh, it doesn't sound like much, but when you get a 2 by 10 or a 2 by 12 that's 16 feet long, that's 32 board feet, and you're paying a lot of money. So there's still a premium on that. Why are you and I paying higher prices than that at the lumber yards and the home centers? Well, that's because all their lumber was purchased at five months ago pricing because they buy lumber to be delivered in a month or two according to their anticipated demand. So what's still in the pipeline is still expensive lumber, uh, copper Romex wire, uh, pl uh, plumbing fittings, uh, you know, copper and plastic. Uh, and indeed, as the oil price drops a little bit, um, you know, that's all plastic. So your PVC fittings, your HDPE uh, uh, water supply uh, tubing materials, all those things are still just a little bit higher than the future. But as we go into the future, you know, well, interest rates are going to stay probably where they are. Maybe, you know, I, don't, I don't know, I'm going to stop on that one because I'm really ahead of my skis on this one. Uh, but the point being that uh, kind of this may be the new normal for the next year or two. Uh, demand for remodeling and uh, new homes is actually going uh, pretty strong because we're on the end of the baby boom. You and I are still trying to figure out what we're going to do for the rest of our lives uh, and maybe remodeling our last home, maybe building our last home. Now, resale homes, um, the rest of the world moving around, you know, January was a very slow month for mortgages. And mortgages measure what happened at closing. That's different than how many homes sold. So anyway, just be aware that we're still in interesting times. You know, may we live in interesting times. Hoo -ah. uh, all that is still moving. The point being that if you have a project, whether you're doing it yourself or you're having it professionally done, you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, I, I don't have any big advice that, you know, go out and get bullish and buy everything you can. But likewise, don't uh, sit back. Uh, keep in mind, we still have a world that kind of went kaflui on the whole supply side thing. So, uh, you know, China's still trying to figure out what coming out of the pandemic lockdown is. They're major world suppliers for all the stuff that we buy. Appliances can still be five to eight months ahead. Sub-zero refrigerators can be as far down the line as eight months. Uh, some models come in quicker than that. The point being that you know, uh, start very early um, and it work through the design and, and work through how you get those building materials. Uh, because my day job at Mosby Building Arts, mostly what we do is we spend our time pre-buying, pre-warehousing, inventorying, checking, all that stuff. So that once we finally get to the home, we can move along and get the project open and closed in, in good time. Uh, but still, you wind up with a project that's supposed to start in X number of months. Well, you wind up with two critical pieces that don't come in. What do you do? Just open up somebody's house, tear out their bathroom, their kitchen, whatever it is, and then let it sit for an extra three months. So a three-month job is now six months. You know, so even projects that seem to be going well, getting most of the materials, it only takes one or two pieces that are critical uh, for example, kitchen cabinets. Kitchen cabinets are really stretching out because of lumber, drying, energy costs, uh, labor, quality, all that stuff. You, we can get a whole kitchen of cabinets, but not the corner cabinet, the base, base cabinet, or wall. And then that's the first one we set. So it can look like we have everything, but can't really start. 
So it's kind of an odd thing. You can't really get a corner cabinet in by laying out, you know, two sides of the cabinets around the corner. The point being that it's an unusual time we're still in, uh, but uh, as in all things, get started early. Give yourself a chance to think through those things. Phone lines are open right here on KMOX, 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby at the helm. We've got one hour till cards play the Washington Nationals in uh, spring training. Yeah, it's that time. You know, if you have any questions about that, you know, go outside this afternoon or better yet, go out Monday. It'll be a great day. I'm going to take a short break. I'll be right back for more after this on University of KMOX. Scott Mosby at your service. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement. Scott Mosby here at the helm. We have uh, a one-hour show. It's kind of a sprint. Bring it on, bring it in, bring it early. 314-436-7900. Call in with your question, answers, favorite products. 314-436-7900. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and talk with my friend Mark. Mark, good morning. How can I help you, my friend? Uh, yes. Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Um I have a uh, basement that is partially finished and uh, uh, the re- remainder is unfinished. And the part that's unfinished has a drain by the uh, humidifier and uh, water heater and such. Mm-hmm. And that drain backed up. It was noticed yesterday, uh, that, but I, I smelled a musty odor about a day before, but I hadn't, uh, I couldn't locate it. And it's um, kind of backed up and spread into uh, the carpeted area and affected about, oh, I don't know, eight feet by four feet uh, area of the rug. And, of course, padding underneath, it was soggy. Yeah. And we uh, the water was, quote, clear. There was mm-hmm. no uh, paper product or anything backed up. But um, the we shop-backed it, got as much of the water up as possible, and then have had fans blowing on the area to dry it out as best as possible. Mm-hmm. And what I'm wanting to know is, is that water, quote, dirty and uh, needs some attention? Or if how do, is it, should I treat the carpet with something? Or I'm worried about mold, you know, build up uh, on part of the wallboard from the floor up to about six inches. It, uh, some of that water migrated up in the, uh, yeah. the wallboard as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and the framing lumber as well. Um, Correct. Where, yes. where is your laundry? Is your laundry nearby that same drain? Yes. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to propose what you've got backing up is probably laundry water. So typically that P trap and that that Y comes up. There's a pipe that comes over to the furnace floor drain for condensate, water heater, all that stuff. Usually not too far, and on the same lateral line or pipe is the washer and dryer standpipe. So when you're quoting kind of a clear water on that drain, it's probably your laundry. So uh, drying it out quickly is important. I I would probably go ahead and uh, dump a little bit more water on there, clean water, vac it up again, and pull back your carpet and pull back your, your pad so that both sides of the carpeting get an opportunity to dry out and everything underneath that that carpet pad on the concrete gets an opportunity to dry out. That also expo- exposes the side of your two by four f- uh, framing because just the water wicking up through that water gets the drywall wet. Uh, I drill a few holes above your uh, base uh, board around there just to let air uh, get in and out. But this time of year, 
with all the furnace running, uh, it, it's pretty dry. You can run a dehumidifier down there and a fan like you're doing. You're just trying to drop the relative humidity so the, the water moves from high concentration to slow. So, frankly, just rinse that carpeting um, and, and, or not. That's not that big a deal because of the laundry and why you're not really noticing too much. Um, but what, what happens and the cause of this is the same culprits, usually the laundry and the fabric fibers that go down that drain and sticks to whatever and the slow moving water upline of that for your floor drain, for your water heater and your condensate that just don't get a whole lot of, of uh, flushes. Uh, so if you can flush that line out, and I would, if you can, if you have to get the sewer cleaned, which is what I'm advising, see if you can use a pressure washer to do that because it's more uh, fabric fibers uh, with oils and things that come out of laundry, um, you know, some paraffins, body oils, things like that. So I, it's pretty common what you're describing for that to be the culprit that goes first and the why it usually happens because any blockage in the sewer winds up with fiber reinforcement from the laundry. So you're saying um, if possible, use a pressure washer uh, and spray it down that stand-up pipe, which is right next to the washing machine? Uh, no, because you're just going to push the, the floor drain there. You really need a professional to come in and they'll drop it in through a clean-out somewhere in your basement, maybe even out in your uh, city or out in your uh, front yard sewer entry clean out. Uh, you're going to need some help because uh, if this thing blocked, it's probably not a big blockage, but it's it's time. You, you just got a little data that, you know, kind of knocked on the door and said, you know, hey, Mark, uh, you know, give me a bath here. <laughs> well, we had we had a professional come out yesterday and um, and I, I don't know what it's called, like a snake or something down the floor yeah. drain in the basement. Yeah. And uh, before, while we were waiting for him to arrive, we used just a uh, plunger yeah. uh, to plunge or force, you know, uh, pressure down there. And in about 45 minutes, it hit it, drained, you know, yeah. what we could see on the surface. But then he ran that snake down. And he said by feel, he felt like it was about 10 feet, um, you know, of, of his line that, you know, he felt that that's about where whatever was blocking it. He felt a uh, kind of release. Yeah. So should I have these guys come back out and do something else? Well, uh, there's, there's breaking the clog and um, removing the blockage, which is what happened. Um, all of the sludge... You know, a cutting tool and the snake usually just has something that um, flips around in a radical form, beats around the inside of the pipe, and, and there's some cutting tools or something they can put on. But it doesn't really clean the surface of the pipe. So in a year, two years from now, the laundry fabric that, you know, those little fibers that are going down there still are just going to continue to stick to the side of that pipe. That's why I'm such a, a you know, a fan of this pressure washing because it's kind of like a pressure washer like you're describing, but it has a little tip and it comes from down line and uh, the jets go backwards to propel this thing up line into the, um, into the, the plug and block. And once they get through that, like, and it's perfect, you have to do what you do to get this thing through it. And then it works its way down to the other side, and it basically 360 scours the inside of your PVC, your cast iron, whatever pipe it is. 
and it tends to really, you know, it, it's like going to the dollar car wash. You know, you you remove all that grit and gook, but mostly, um, you know, sludge that's stuck to the side of the pipe. That's why I like the pressure washer cleaners. And um, what kind of a, a commercial business would I go to for that? Just a plumber? or Same guy. Same guy should have had that sort of thing. Actually, uh, some have the equipment, some don't. So that you would likely have the same sewer guy, if, if you are pleased with him, call him back and say, can you pressure wash my pipe? This guy on the radio is telling me that I should probably pressure white. white. And, and don't do just that line. Do, it, do the whole house. If you can get this thing anywhere around, opening the drain is dealing with the symptom. Cleaning the pipes inside and keeping them clean is the root cause of why you had a blockage. And when you say do the whole house, you're talking about bathrooms, showers, yeah. Uh, yeah. kitchen sink, all of that. Yeah, he, you know, he can drop that snake in, uh, that pressure wash. It's just like a high-pressure tube, but it has this little, it looks like nothing on the tip of it, It just because it's just a little jet that propels it forward. Um, and he may need to drop it down through several parts of the house. So if he could open your sewer line in 30 minutes, he may have two hours there, two and a half hours, and this may cost you three or four times as much as opening the, the drain. But, you know, I, I'm a big one for preventive maintenance, and when people buy houses, that's one of the first things I recommend as well is, you know, get this thing uh, uh, fiber optically scoped, get it inspected by camera from the inside out. And, oh, by the way, while you have the guy there, just have him pressure wash the thing clean while he's there or she's there. And and that starts with the uh, floor drain where, you know, by the water heater and uh, humidifier. That's the, no. that's the part that... Oh. No, no, it starts in the middle of your house where the four-inch standpipe with that square nut thing is about four, three feet from the ground. You know what? Yes, yes, yes. That's the magic ticket right there. And then to get from that that pipe, he can generally run up. And most of these guys know how and where plumbers run pipes underneath basement floors. I, you know, it's just something when you're around construction, you, you can see how these guys do it. Uh, so he may have to come out from the yard to go one or twice. And, and he's guessing. He can't see this stuff either. So he may feel like he's cleaning the same pipe three or four times. And there's no real guarantee, but... Golly, once you get a house that has a blockage, you know, especially on slow uh, stuff like that, you know, I, I I just like buying insurance. You know, I mean, you know, $300 extra to get my pipes clean. At least I sleep different whether or not my pipe's any cleaner or not. <laughs> no, well, that sounds great. Is there much risk for damaging no. pipes that are underground or, or, you know, below the surface that can't be seen? No, it, it, it's about 3% of the risk of what you had already done. It's it's the opening and the blockage and the cutting tools that tear up pipes. This pressure washer is no different than spraying your car or your tires no. or your wheels. It's, it's the same thing, only instead of a fan like that on a pressure washer at home or car wash, it's a round thing and it shoots back at yourself, you know, trying to pull the pipe out of your hands. Uh, the, you know, so it's, it's, it is very low risk to pipes. And frankly, that's why, you know, I advise it, you know, when you're buying a new house, do a fiber optic inspection. Oh, isn't that expensive? Well, yeah, it is, but you're buying a gazillion dollars, you know, you're spending a ton for a house, find out, yeah. make sure the thing works. And then by the way, once you know what you've got, have it cleaned with a pressure washer because it, it, it is the gentlest form of sewer cleaning you can get. So uh, he would start with that upright pipe that yep. has that big square uh, yeah. thing that you would hook a wrench on it, I guess, to 
um, to that's where he would yeah. begin his snaking or, or fiber optic uh, viewing yeah. and that. That's, that sort of thing. that's one place, but then also out in the yard there will be a vent or an access cover. You usually something you're aware of from cutting the grass that you know is always right. In the right. Way. That's he comes in from that one too, and he drops it oh. down, and then he he comes in. So everything from that big square nut out to the where he is in the yard, he's cleaning all that as well. So it may that's what I'm saying. You know, it's kind of a pain for these guys because they have to set up and clean and then they tear down and then they move and they make them. They have to be careful making a mess and then they set up in your basement and then they do it there. And, you know, it's it's not something they want um, to try to do because a lot of customer complaints come from making a mess during this. So, uh, frankly, I'd rather take the risk of making the mess and get my pipes cleaned. You know, that's but mm-hmm. you know, that's how I'm wired. You know, I, mm. you know, I. Sometimes pipes get laid in those basements pretty flat. They're supposed to have X amount of slope. Then they'll be within uh, allowable specifications, but slow-moving water, and that's typically what happens around the laundry. You just don't get enough water through there, you know, because your washing machine's going down line, flushing all that. But that little line that goes up to your floor drain by the water heater in your furnace, no water goes through that other than a few drips every bit. So he may want to get at it from that floor drain, too. Well, that stand-up pipe where the hose from the hoses from uh, the drainage of the washing machine yeah. is that is that something that ought to be? Uh, yeah, that, that's the one. Also, oh yeah, yeah. But he might, yeah, frankly, he might, uh, you know, get up that from uh, the standpipe with the square nut. I mean, these guys oh. watching how they think and listening to them. Uh, it's worth the ticket um, because it's like uh, black magic mojo going on of how these guys know what they're doing. I mean, you saw him. He's like, well, I'm about 10 feet down. I think I'm, I'm feeling something. And it's like, well, how do you know that? It's like, well, I'll just do this a lot. So Mm -hmm. these guys Mm -hmm. are kind of um, interesting to see how, you know, somebody really good at their craft thinks and goes about doing this. So the other thing that we should do while we're waiting for that appointment for that guy to come out is, um, uh, pull back the carpet and, and padding, uh, rinse that with clean water, yeah. shop back that again, and uh, fans on that to dry it out as best as possible. Yes, yes. And and if there's anything you skip, it's skip the rinse. But, you know, just getting it dry as fast as possible, I think there's limited val- risk to, um, you know, just stinky or smelly carpet. But it's the mold that can come uh, inside the wall. So drill your holes and You'll just have to pay somebody to come in and patch it or cut the bottom 12 inches off of that drywall, and then you just have one tape joint for the drywall repair guy to come in. Usually a painter will put it all back together for you. So is there any any uh, chemical treatment to the pad and, and uh, uh, carpeting that may help ensure the to inhibit mold growth? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's germicidal things you can get at the hardware and home center. If you go there, there'll be spray bottles of things like that, typically around uh, where you can rent, um, you know, sewer cleaning devices and things like that. But really kind of any antibacterial spray, uh, I, I ha- you know, I hasten to tell you, you know, hit it with chlorine bleach because bleach will, you know, bleach everything, uh, although right. it's very good for, uh, you know, killing the bacteria, so... Yeah, you're thinking. You're going about this all right. You're thinking about this the right way. Well, thanks for your input. I am very grateful for your time. Okay, Mark, go get him, brother. <laughs> all right. Have a good day. All right. Take care. 
by now. Uh, let's take a short pause and come back for more. I'm uh, getting, uh, I had a little bit too much fun with Mark, so we took up a good bit here. 314-436-7900. Bring it on. Let's get your phone calls up here. And uh, when we come back, we'll get right back to the phone lines here on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby, it is home show season. hoo Yes, going on right now, the Belclair Fairgrounds, as you heard on uh, some of the spots here, the advertisements. Metro East Home Show is going on this weekend till Sunday. And then the big one next weekend, March 3rd to 5th, the home show down at America Center. This is the Mac Daddy big one. This is where I go roam around just to smell the mulch and see the plants and you know, it just it's it's my winter breaker experience. So that's March third to fifth coming up next weekend right here in St. Louis at America Center Convention Center. Let's go to the phone lines right now and talk to my buddy. Let's see what's happening here with Jen. Hey Jen, Scott Mosby, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, good morning, Scott. I was wanting to hear your opinion on removal of a popcorn ceiling. Uh, how old is your house? Uh nineteen ninety built. 1990, you're in good shape. Popcorn mm-hmm. ceiling uh, won't kill you. Uh, before 1977, it would. It was asbestos. So popcorn yeah. ceilings, uh, mm-hmm. typically you can scrape it down, uh, sand it, mud it, primer it, paint it. Uh, so if you have one room, then that's what I would advise. If you have more than that, uh, it's, for example, at Mosby Building Arts, my day job, we can't afford all that labor. That's a lot of labor to get mm-hmm. flat, smooth ceilings, we just put up new drywall over the top of that stuff. So if you're okay. thinking of any lighting or changes, recess lights, down lights, moving anything mm-hmm. electrically or vents or such, then I would go ahead and, you know, make a mess of your ceiling the way it is, move all that stuff around, and then put new drywall on there because a drywall finisher has a whole lot less to tape the joints, the seams, the nail holes, the corners, and all that. So a pro would uh, instantly go to scrape that stuff quickly and then put a new uh, layer of half-inch drywall right over it. Okay, so half-inch drywall. I was just kind of concerned if it would, like, be as flat, you know, if it was thick enough to be able to, you know, look flat and yeah, well, well, a, a lot of DIY guys just think I'll just put a, th- a, a quarter-inch piece of drywall, a thin three-eighths, because, mm-hmm. no, well, you need that drywall for that reason to be flat. And if your ceiling has any imperfections, if you can see the trusses or floor roof joists or ceiling joists in there, any kind of mm-hmm. that, then I would go ahead and go to a five-eighths-inch or a half-inch Type-X fire code because there's a bunch of fiber reinforcement in there, and that mm-hmm. drywall is like putting up a piece of plywood. It will stay flat even in a half-inch Type-X drywall. Okay. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate your advice. Have you're, a good day. You're welcome. Bye now. All right. Next up, let's see what's happening with my buddy uh, Russell. Hey, Russell Scott Mosby, how can I help you, my friend? Hey, uh, here's the situation. About uh, 10 years ago, uh they re uh, they re uh, asphalted an area, and in doing so, they covered up the vent line. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Now my question to you is: there now the vent line did not have it had a cover it had a protection cover over over it, but it was not metal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you know of any way to uh, to I could find that with some kind of 
honing device or whatever? Um, well, first off, a plumber will know pretty much from where your sewer comes in or out of your house. So they'd kind of figure out if I was, a, you know, so first thing I do is I stand in somebody's front yard and I try and figure out from the other neighbors and I walk around to other people's yards if I can yeah. get access. You know, where did they, you know, where did the plumbers bring in the sewers for these houses? Uh, okay. Then I'd go down, stand in your basement and see where that, you know, standard stand main stack is with the square nut on it. And I'd say, okay, if I was running this thing, and then you'd kind of note where the water supply comes because you can't run those. You have to keep those in separate trenches separated by, I, I think, three feet or something like that. Yeah. There, there's okay. some code. Uh, all of this a plumber can do for you uh, in a service call, uh, and it takes a pretty good smart guy. So you may need, like, the owner of the plumbing company to, you know, that's seen 40 years of stuff. Um, but that's one way. And then generally they go out in the driveway and they kind of look at the other ones up and down the street, and they can generally get within a 10-foot area where that vent's going to be. Uh, how far down below that asphalt is it? Like two I'm inches? Sorry. I, I kind of made that out. I did make that up, but it's a true situation. But my vent is out in the middle of the street, uh, and uh, there's just uh, the city came along and put asphalt, a new asphalt down, and they covered up my vent. Out in and the street? Yeah. Well, your vent should be in your yard. Well, this is a commercial building. Oh. It's been built in 1920s. Oh my. Okay. Well, so, and from the from to get access from it from the alley, I'm 130 feet from uh, the alley to uh, the front of the building. So. Oh my. Um, how how old is your building? Uh, 1920s. Oi. <laughs> find the plumber see what it's like well good luck there um golly i still would go about it the same way with a with probably a commercial plumber or something like well, that to help do that okay hey one other question yeah what re when you're doing a, a new bathroom in the in your home what uh requires a per permit and what does not require a permit uh if you're changing fixtures uh there's maintenance and then there's remodeling or reconfiguration. Uh, if you're changing a toilet, no permit. If you're changing a sink, no permit. If you're changing a faucet in the tub, no permit. If you're pulling out a bathtub and putting it back in, you're actually opening up the walls. You're right on the edge. You're right, right between permit or no permit. Um, so you have to check it, uh, with the municipality or whoever the code enforcement district you're with. The point being that if you you have the right to fix stuff and replace stuff, as do I. So they consider a toilet, a sink, a vanity, all that stuff that comes out in the same direction, same location, goes back in in the same one, no change. That's uh, not does not require a building permit. That's maintenance. But when you start, for example, if you're going to move the toilet 12 inches to the right or the other side of the room, you start changing that plumbing stack or your waste plumbing in any way, you're now into a permit for the, at least the plumber. Yeah, I'm going to tear out a shower and put in another shower in that same place. Uh, you're almost in a place, you're 50-50, you're right on the edge yeah. of permit, no permit, and it's got to be a judgment call, and that's a phone call for us typically. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Good luck, my friend. And, and hey, right. uh, back to the vent in the street. Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess that if the city paved over that thing, they might have used a steel cover, even in that vent. You know what I mean? Uh, just yeah. for bearing. So I'd go at it with a metal um, uh, finder 
you okay, know, that's a good I, idea. Yeah, you have nothing to lose. You know, you, anything you learn, will you'll know more than you do now. Okay, thank you, sir. All right, take care. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Stay tuned, folks. We're sneaking up on baseball Cardinals, uh, Washington Nationals versus the Cards in the first game of spring training. Uh, and that comes up here in just a few minutes. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we got lots of things you... Uh, uh, anyway, uh, let's get take let's take a short pause and come back for more after this on University of Camwex. Scott Mosby on at your service, folks. If you're getting out there today, is a pretty decent day. I know it's a little chilly and all those things, but uh, in preparing for spring cleaning, and I do this, you know, I do my spring cleaning over a month, you know, because I don't like doing a whole day or two days of what I really have to get to it. Sometimes, you know, uh, I might take my hose out and scrub down the deck, uh, give it a good uh, soap and water, uh, some kind of a deck cleaner, and just scrub it down and leave it alone and let it dry. And uh, now, if you do that, if you take out your garden hose for any reason, and I know it's tempting during this time, you have to disconnect it from the hose bib. It's a big deal because if you leave that hose on and we have one of those bounce drop freezes and we get enough of them overnight here, I mean, we only have to hit. 24, 25 degrees, you get down to 32, 30 degrees, 29, you have to be there. That's pretty warm, even for your pipes, for, for a day or two to freeze anything. But if you get a real drop freeze, uh, you know, it, you can cause some damage. So please, 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 if you're uh, compelled like me to wash the car, you know, scrub off the deck, hose down the patio, you know, even give the driveway a little bit of wash. Or for those new neat nicks, and this is part of my OCD, you know, on a day like uh, 60 degrees, yeah, everything could come out of the garage. You know, give it a good bath, scrub it down, rinse the water out of the driveway, out of the, the floor of the garage just because of all the salt. And then I just take my, my risks. You know, if I have time to do it and I do it, the point being is if you can take care of some of those cleaning things and preparing, which means anti-winter uh, desalinating, you know, of your uh, garage floor, you can save that garage floor from damage from the salt, the stuff from, you know, IDOT and MoDOT, all the Illinois Department of Transportation, all the uh, anti-icing stuff that they put on. Well, stay tuned. Cardinal baseball coming up here on uh, KMOX and Washington Nationals versus the Cards. Lots of things happen. Then later on today, about 447, Billiken basketball right here on KMOX. Stay tuned. Let's go get them. Go Cardinals.